All right, welcome everybody to our latest Between the Races podcast on the MX Vice Network. Thank you to everyone for listening and supporting the site. We really appreciate it. We'd firstly like to thank our sponsors in Fly Racing. Firstly, it's very applicable to this podcast. And then Monster Energy, Fox Racing, Parts Europe, Scott, Bell Helmets, Acherbys, ASV Performance, Kawasaki UK, KTM UK, and even Strokes for all their incredible support. As without them, none of this would be possible. All right, for this episode, we've got a cracker. Honda Racing Australia star Kyle Webster, fresh off his uh, win at the weekend, mate. How's life? And thanks for joining us. Uh, thank you for having me on. Uh, no worries, mate. Uh, to, to talk us through the weekend, obviously you got a, had a quite a bit of adversity thrown at you, even though you got the 1-1. One, one. Um, perfect day, really, and, and results-wise, got the pole position, um, looked fast all day. Obviously, give give yourself that really good starting gate because it was a bit tricky there, wasn't it? Um, some of the gates were pretty savage. So, um, yeah, how was it from your perspective, mate? Yeah, no, it was, a, it was an awesome weekend. Um, honestly, probably couldn't have asked for too much more, really. But uh, yeah, the I guess the that second moto definitely threw a spanner in the works for a lot of people. Um, that rain was coming down pretty hard, and I lost my goggles fairly early on in the first few laps, I think. So yeah, still still scratching a bit of sand out of my eyes at the moment. But um, no, we managed to get there in the end, which was good. Oh mate, it was impressive. Obviously, you you got rid of the goggles and that soil sort of pretty sandy, gritty stuff. So. Yeah, how are the eyes? They still feeling it, mate? A bit, bit painful. Yeah, a little bit, but they're much better now. The uh, Monday afterwards was was tough, but you know it's just one of those things in the heat of the moment. The goggles go off, and you don't even think about it. Yeah, mate. So just yeah, talking about the first race, obviously you're in control, mate. Very commanding performance. Um, you sort of held off Tanty pretty well there, mate. Obviously, it helps to get that start, and then you pretty quickly out to a three second lead, and um, just let your technique um sort of take over, mate, and you had good speed, obviously, as you have all season. The results haven't gone your way, obviously. But, um, yeah, you got yeah. out to a seven-second lead, measured, found the flow, mate. How how comfortable did you feel in that first one? Yeah, well, I guess it's that thing, just the good start really helped at that track. Um, but, no, it was good. I, I felt like in that moto I just, yeah, like I said, got a little gap and was able to just manage it from there. The uh, It seemed like one of those tracks that could really catch you out quite easily. Um it was it was like soft on top but really hard underneath. So there was a lot of hard bumps and stuff. But yeah, it was it was good. It was uh I guess the ideal race where it's one of those ones that doesn't feel too hard because you kind of just on your own, which is which is a very nice feeling. Yeah, mate. Obviously, it, it just yeah, it looked easy, but obviously it wasn't because yeah, it was catching out quite a few dudes that track. And then in the second one, obviously you lost the goggles. And then you were put a quick move on um clout there, and then you obviously put a pretty aggressive one on Tanty later, mate. So. And obviously you had the bike steaming and smoking throughout that one too. Um, yeah, just talk us through that aggressive first pass and just how you managed the no goggles situation. And obviously you got a bit of got a bit of a fortune at the end, but mate, you've had so much bad luck, you got to take what you can get, don't you? So perfect day. Yeah, Must have been a it. massive reward for all the sort of hard work and struggles this year. Oh yeah, definitely. It's uh it's definitely nice for the teams too. They put in a massive, massive effort this year during the week and obviously on the weekends with the race has been pretty wild so far this year, so it's uh, it's nice for them. But, yeah, I guess in the race, it's just one of those things, like when you don't have goggles, you don't really want to sit behind someone for too long. And that track was not that easy to pass on at the best of times. So with uh, with Aaron, I, we actually, I actually didn't really intend on passing him there or having a crack, but he, he kind of slid around that outside bit. We just we locked together and it was uh, a do-or-die moment, I felt. And, uh, 
yeah, just wrapped it on and hoped for the best there because I, yeah, couldn't see all that well. Yeah, no, it was, it was impressive, mate. And um, just, yeah, afterwards, did you celebrate a little bit? Obviously, your Reeve, he's, he's all in. He's so passionate, mate. He, uh, he would have been so happy for you guys. And obviously, Wilson getting the win as well. Just a great day for the team, wasn't it? Yeah, no, it was. It was a really good day. Um, I went straight to the race safe place, though, after the race to get my eyes sort of flushed out there. And But no, once we got back, it, uh, it was a good feeling. Everyone was there and, you know, team photos and, and whatnot. And, one of the cons speeches so it was it was good but yeah everyone sort of had to get packed up and get out of there pretty quickly for the flights and um yeah just to get back home yeah and obviously your massive confidence boost that win obviously it's been coming you've had some shock and luck um obviously most recently at maitland with the uh with the arms how is that feeling mate did it has it given you any trouble or it's all good no it's actually not too bad it's um they just basically like went in, cleaned it from the inside and then stitched it up from the inside out. So it really wasn't all that bad. It was just like, what was it, about a week a week or a week and a half off the bike and just taking it a bit easier so it doesn't split open. But, yeah, once it was kind of um, back together, it was just back to normal really. Like it's uh, – I mean, I hit it directly on top. It's a bit tender, but it's nothing too crazy other than that. Yeah, mate. And just, yeah, this season just sort of – give us an explanation of it from your perspective obviously the tracks obviously it started off with the tragedy at round one sort of that was horrible and then round two it happened with the heat but it was basically a mudder because of the track prep and then with Donga, yeah. yeah you were riding really well there and you know bike issues and things like that everyone was struggling that day and then Maitland got a bit of normality and then you had the arm injury and and obviously Gilman you it all came together but just your thoughts on the season so far it's been a little bit disjointed hasn't it oh yeah it feels like it's definitely been one of the tougher years, uh, it's thrown every every sort of element at us. I, I, I feel like every round's had something something go go wrong for them. Like, I guess Maitland, I missed that last race, but there was another massive downpour right before it. So it was pretty much a mudder for the last race. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Appen, 40 degrees in a mudder. Like, it's almost unheard of. So <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's definitely been a weird one. And it's been a tough start for me, like just having those small things going wrong. And kind of just uh, put us on the back foot a little bit, I guess. And it's taken probably a little longer than what I would like to get back up into that sort of lead pack, I suppose. But yeah, that was a halfway point. So hopefully we can sort of spin it around now for the uh, for the last few. Yeah, it's... and just yeah, claw back some points and see where we end up. Yeah, you've definitely been riding better than the eighth in the championship suggests. You know, mate, that just is yeah, it sort of doesn't really compute almost when you. When you see it, but um, and just a just a word on the track prep is there, there's been obviously lots of talk about that. Is is that something you've um sort of had a gripe with as well? Uh, I mean, like I I understand it from like both sides because well we ride at one faggy a lot and you for, like you have to make that place really deep in the morning fit to be somewhat decent by after lunchtime. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just how the tracks are. Like, I think somewhere like Appen probably didn't need to be as deep and wet as what it was because it's that clay base. Like, it just forms up into one line, and you can't go anywhere else when it's wet. But you know, those those looser tracks, you can make new lines and move around a little bit more when it's a bit when it's a bit wetter and deeper. So, yeah, I mean, it's the same for everybody. It doesn't really worry me that much. It's not something you can get. Well, I try not to get too upset about because. Uh, at the end of the day, there's nothing you can do about it, really. So, yeah, it's just, it's just, it is what it is. 
Yeah, no, I think well said, mate. Do you, do you talk to your teammates, obviously, like Brody and Jed and these kind of guys? Do you talk to them much about lines and, and situations on the weekend? And also, how's the training going with the boys down there? Obviously, you've got Caden Minier and Duffy and some some other guys, really fast guys. Is that like a conducive environment for success and to push yourself and to, to, to elevate you guys all as one, but also trying to manage? Obviously, you don't want to be too competitive and just find that edge between your teammates as well. Yeah, no, we definitely do talk about lines and, and how the track's forming up and um, we, we generally sort of walk the tracks together a lot of the time. Um, but, yeah, like as for during the week, like, yeah, we all train together. So it's um, it's it's actually really good work. You know, sometimes it's we're all just in a heated battle for the whole day and every moto is like a race and other days it's a bit more spread out and it's uh, it, it's a cool environment. It's, it's, it's lots of fun. Yeah, no, it's a good it's a good crew down there, and obviously a good program from all the all the reports. Like I've spoken to you before, and, and Jed and and Regan, and it's yeah, it's a it's a great thing that's going on down there to to get you guys up to speed. And just obviously, you need to be up to speed with the MX One class so stacked this year, like probably the deepest in ten years, would you say? So do you got yourself beaten, Tanty, Clout, Ferris on fire, Waters, Gibbs, Duffy, Metcalf, even dudes like like Evans. You know, like they're still really good riders. So. How good is it for the sport and how much fun is it racing and how challenging is it? Oh, yeah, it's definitely uh, it's stacked this year. There's a, It seems like there's, I don't know, eight eight or so people who could probably win a race or win a round, you know what I mean? And like I was saying yesterday that no one's won two rounds yet. So there's been a different winner each round, which is uh, it's pretty cool. I think it's good for the sport. Like, yeah, like you said, it hasn't been this deep for a little while. So it's um, it's definitely exciting and it's makes the races tough if you don't get a good start yeah absolutely and i'm speaking to you guys earlier in the year you were maybe looking at the possibility of doing some mxgp or ama rounds is that still on the cards mate obviously um there's such a long gap in between races in australia which is not ideal i bet for you guys and it's kind of not ideal for the fans in a way too because you sort of have a mad race like on the weekend and then the sort of excitement dies off for you know a month sometimes longer and it's just like um yeah, these yeah. opportunities that Uribe gives you is cool. Is, is it still on the cards, mate? Especially, obviously, to see the AMA class, you guys be, could be going for top fives, top tens, couldn't you? <laughs> yeah, well, that's it. Like, it's it's hard to fill the gaps of these races because they're so big. Like, this weekend, I'm doing the King of the Sand over here in Perth, which will um, which will be cool. It's a hometown race. But, yeah, it's just trying to fill those gaps, like you said. And four weeks off in between races, it's just a long time. It's like another preseason almost. So, it... um. Yeah, it makes it tough. But as for America, I, I, I'm not 100% sure because uh, those World Supercross dates have kind of fallen right in that same period as obviously Redbud, Southwick, and uh, I think that's their first their first one falls on one of those two weekends. So it makes it hard for, for the American team because uh, obviously they're all going. So there'll be no one over there with um, with stuff uh, out of your Reeves base, uh, team base there at MTF. So... I'm not 100 percent sure yet. We'll have to uh, we'll have to talk talk about that when I get back and see see where the go is and see if it's uh, if it's doable. Um, but as for the MXGP, I'm not too sure. I thought that was maybe what Jed was going to do, possibly the Indonesian round. Yeah, but same thing. I'm not I'm not 100 percent sure on that one. It's definitely cool to see you test yourself against those guys, mate. Is it something you have in the in the plans for the future? Obviously, there's some some new teams coming. You know, Triumph Ducati in the future. Is that something that interests you in the in the long run to to do a full series of AMA or MXGP? Because obviously you've been oh, there and you know the level. Yeah, no, definitely. I think it would be really cool. 
just to experience that while you can, you know, you'd probably be kicking yourself when you're older if you turn down the opportunity to, to at least go and experience it, whether it's a whole season or a handful of races. Um, it's definitely something I want to do at some point. It's just got to, uh, you know, it's just got to be right. Like I think there's no point going over there and either rushing it or not doing it properly because you're definitely not going to get the best out of yourself um, in that situation. And I feel like if you ain't going to get the best out of yourself, racing guys like, you know, Sexton, Jet, Ferrandis and, and whatnot, you're uh, you're going to get a hiding. So it's uh, <laughs> it's it's something, yeah, you're just going to be very prepared for, I think, and um, see where see where you stack up. Obviously, we, we've spoken, and and yeah, you know, you're you're pretty well known over in Europe. Obviously, our site's pretty MXGP focused, and um, a lot of guys are just saying how much a, how much a great rider you are. You know, we know it, and they would like to see you back one day for sure, mate, because you've got all the skill that just didn't didn't really work out at that particular time. But um, yeah, hopefully, see yeah. you back, mate. And just um, Jed, um, how's he been going as a teammate? Specifically, obviously, his world championship season in the 450s MXGP last year didn't go to plan with the injury, but he showed in MX2 that he has the class and the skill. Um, he's definitely keen to get back. Um, been been cool seeing him progress. Obviously, there's been a few bit of chat about him having issues with the bike, but have you guys been helping each other and you're happy with the bike set up, how it is now? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's good having Jed as a teammate. We get on quite well. He's um, he's funny. Um yeah, we have we have a good time during the week at the tracks and and whatnot. So it's it's always pretty lighthearted. Um, but yeah, he like we we can't really help each other too much with the bikes. I don't think because we both we have such a different sort of setup and riding style. Like he's he's quite a lot bigger than I am. Um, so his bike is totally different to mine. So, I mean, we we talk about stuff obviously when we when we're testing and whatnot, but yeah, we're both kind of going in a bit of a different direction from each other. So it's, it's really hard to sort of give feedback or just help each other in, in that way. So with that, not so much, but um, yeah, most other things it is pretty cool and at the racetracks and practicing and whatever we talk about stuff. So it's, it's, it's a pretty good uh, environment, I think. Yeah, mate, it looks good from the outside. It's just good having so many quality riders in Australia and the coverage is really good here on on the obviously SBS on free to air TV, it's on Stan on like a paid TV and there's YouTube as well. So um, just how good is it, the coverage in Australian sport? Cause obviously, um, you know, you're talking a lot of guys, the Dutch masters and, and um, you know, the UK series is not really televised um, and, and it's, you know, domestic championships are a lot of the time the lifeblood of the sport in their respective countries. So it's pretty cool what they're doing with the pro MX, how it's really readily available to people to watch and get into it. And have you seen, as well, the crowds, they've been pretty solid at the races, mate. They, you've had a lot of guys, had a lot of people happy and happy to see you guys and, you know, turning up because, you know, kind of we're nothing without the fans, are we? Yeah, definitely. I think the TV is something that's awesome because uh, whether, you know, whether it's Aubrey and it's raining torrentially and it's not a real good day out for families to come and watch, a lot of people still tune in and watch it on the TV. Um, I think it's it's hard because, you know, we don't get those crowds like America or Europe do. Um, we just, I guess we just don't have, don't have the amount of people here. Um, it's as simple as that. And also it's hard, like when you race somewhere like, like Albury, it's kind of four hours from Melbourne, five hours from Sydney. It's just, it's a bit isolated, but with the TV packages, you know, everybody can watch. So it's, I think it just draws in those people who don't, don't follow the sport too much. And yeah, from what I've seen, the coverage is really good. It's, um, it's been it's been getting better and better and it's uh, it's only going to grow our sport i feel so for the, it's a it's a big thing for them to take on but it's definitely 
it's definitely awesome to have. Yeah, it's good for sponsors, good for you guys, good for the teams, good for the privateers who obviously do it tough. And you hear a lot of guys, you know, they in Europe and America, they watch it too. So because it's they've got there's a YouTube set up there. But um, is there anything you think could be improved? Um, obviously you'd probably like a track like Manjum up in back home, uh, you know, to come back on the calendar. But uh, obviously it's not yeah. easy logistics and money. But um, there's a lot of talk about the tracks. Maybe they could chuck a couple of better tracks in there. Like I spoke to Jace from Gypsy Tales a few weeks ago, and he was pretty critical on some of the tracks there but i suppose they're doing the best they can aren't they mate even though there's probably room for improvement like that and maybe the calendar getting closer or more races or something yeah i mean i think i think there definitely needs to be more races i understand budget wise it's hard for either them or teams but you know like our supercross series is only three rounds and our motocross is only eight at the moment so it's it's not a whole lot of racing um unfortunately and we have big big gaps between everything. So it'd be nice to condense it a little bit and add a little bit more in if possible. And yeah, hopefully try and get a little bit more of a variety on tracks. Like we have a lot of hard pack tracks. So maybe we could find some Sandia based ones or yeah, come over to Perth or even Mackay. Like Mackay was such yeah. a cool track and just link it in with the off-roads where they did there. And it, it just makes it such a good weekend. Like there was so many people floating around that weekend and I actually, I actually really like Maitland setup. How we rode on Saturday, I thought that was yeah. cool. It just filled up the weekend, you know. It, it, uh, like it doesn't have to be a three race format, but maybe a bit more like the GPs where you have that, that practice session, then a qualifying yeah. session, and if we do Super Pole on Saturday, or you know, just just make it more of a weekend, and you get to ride the track in, and like with with those four weeks off, you know, it doesn't feel like such a shock when you just roll up Sunday morning and get into it. So. Yeah, I think I think things like that would be cool, and you know, it might it might help grow it. I'm not I'm not too sure to be honest, but just to just to mix it up and do something a little bit different. Yeah, obviously, from your perspective, you watch a lot of MXGP too, and you know a lot of guys there. Have you liked the qualifying races? Um, obviously, there's they divide opinion as well. But would you like to see something like that for for points, even if it is ten points on the Saturday? Get better for the fans, good for TV, all that. Uh. Yeah, I mean, personally, I wouldn't mind. I'd more ride than the better, but I don't think I'm not. I'm not too sure. Like, I, it's hard because I think like for a qualifying race to have points in it, and it's it's quite easy for something to go wrong. Like you see in the GP, someone has a big crash and then they or bike problems or whatever. And I think I think like if it's if it's just a practice and qualifying session, uh, it's easily moved. If you know what I mean, like it's if it's a mutter. We don't have to do it on the Saturday. Yep. You can you can move it back to a Sunday format. So I don't know. I I, I don't know if, what the right answer is for that. To be honest with you, I just I just think more more racing and riding the better. No, it's good good to hear your opinion, mate. And just um on a, a word on the media, obviously, do you like doing these kind of things, mate? Do you enjoy it? Obviously, Australian Motocross has got some pretty good coverage with Moto Online and dudes like Moto Limited. Um, you know, they do a good job, and then the TV and, and we try to do what we can. Um. In, in between the, the coverage of America and MXGP, but do you enjoy it, mate, or do you find it draining, or do you like doing it during the week because it gets a bit tiring on the on the race day? How's your take on it? Yeah, no, I don't mind at all. I don't mind doing all that sort of stuff. It's all part of it, and it's, uh, it helps help me grow, I suppose, and gets my name out there a little bit more, especially with um, guys like you who do so much international stuff. I think it's, uh, it's awesome. It only helps the Australian series grow as well and all the other guys get noticed and seen i suppose and um yeah it's just that's that stepping stone i guess to getting your name out there so 
I don't mind doing it at all, really. I think it's tough sometimes on the weekend if you're sitting on the start line and someone's asking questions. But other than that, it's uh, it's not too bad. Oh, it's good, mate. We're happy to have you on and just, yeah, trying to sort of spread the word about Aussie motocross because it is really good, eh? Like, there's just so much talent here. And, and you look at the young kids in the MX2 class, you know, like Todd, not that young, but people see what he did in Europe and Crawford's been over there. And he's like, those two are just super fast. And then you've got Bud, Brody, your teammate, Dobson, Ferguson, Mini, another guy you know well, Barham, Yokoyama, Andrews. There's so much talent in that class, obviously. Um, it's just cool to watch. And what's your sort of take on the on the state of junior development and how good these young kids are in Australia? Yeah, it's 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 good at the moment. There's a good uh, there's a good amount of people coming up through MX2. I think uh, there's there's obviously a little bit of a gap at the moment between Wilson and Nathan. Um, they're I think they're a bit a bit. I don't know whether it's experience or, or what it is, but they just seem to have that that little bit more at the moment where they would just either go one two. It feels like so. But then you know you see like Brody at Aubrey. He just comes out swinging that day and. He was on fire, and same as Caden, he got on the podium that day, um, and he's super young. So it's it's cool. I think I think it's definitely positive for the next few years. Um, it'll be interesting to see to see who comes up, and you know, I guess in the next three years, how it uh, how it forms out. Do you uh, obviously Crawford mentioned you probably go four fifty motocross next year, and um, Todd, I'm imagining it being contention mate. Is that exciting for you? The prospect of racing those dudes adding to the quality of that class. Yeah, definitely. It'll just add more to it. But uh, it feels like I wasn't really racing them too long ago, I guess, um, <laughs> on the 250s. So it's, yeah, it'll be good. It'll, uh, that class will be full when those boys come up. It'll be, it'll be good. Yeah, mate. It's, it's, look, it's just great, isn't it? Obviously, and you've got your nations coming up. Australia's obviously got the Lawrence brothers and then guys like uh, Mitch Evans beating yourself, um, you know, Ferris, Clout, Tandy. It's, it's crazy the options the team has. If, if Mitch is struggling with his injuries, you or, or Ferris or Beaton could head up, step up, or you know, if they wanted to put Hunter on a four fifty and put Todd or Crawford on the two fifty, or put you on a two fifty, mate. Like, it's it's pretty cool options. Um, you're going to be going to France to watch it, even if you're not riding. And ha- how good is that level in Australian talent? And we're probably pretty close to winning. We should get one in the next decade, hopefully. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm not sure if I'll go over there to watch, but it'll. Uh, I'll definitely be tuning in on the TV. It's it's hard. Like obviously, you can't go past the the Lawrences for that, and and Mitch as well. Like it's there's a very very good pool of talent at the moment from Australia. So it's gonna be it, it'd be tough to get a chance to go. But yeah, you know, like it's it's very rare that all three of the I guess the A team, I suppose you'd say, do actually get to go. So. No, it'd be cool. It'd be, it'd be really cool to go, but um, yeah, you just have to see how it pans out, I suppose. Yeah, it's pretty cool to have the options anyway. And just uh, your take on the Lawrence brothers, obviously Jet just you know dominant on the weekend, such an impressive rider. Um, same as Hunter, like they look so good, winning championships, um, sort of the, the brightest things in the sport, really in Australia and the world, pretty much. Um, what's your thoughts on them? Are you you talk much with them, you mates with them, you know them, um, and just how good is it seeing them shine across in America? Oh, it's unbelievable what they're doing, eh? Um, I personally don't know them too well, but um, now what they're doing is very, very impressive. Um, I don't know really anything about what they do behind the scenes and whatever, but just watching them race is uh, is pretty cool. Um, obviously, what Jet did on the weekend on the four fifty is next level, and Hunter too. He's, he's winning a lot of stuff, so it's 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 really cool for Australia to have that. And um, yeah, it's not easy, I guess. 
Yeah, no, good on you. And also just back to you, do you sort of analyse um, your races back and, and the guys in Europe and in America, do you, do you spend a bit of time analysing sort of, you know, working out, um, you know, different ways to navigate tracks, do sections? Because obviously on the weekend, you look at you so balanced, you know, lean angles were pretty precise, mate, going through those snaky sections and you're obviously really technically proficient. So, um, yeah, do you sort of learn and how tough is it also processing situations on race day and changing lines and, you know, having the the confidence to attack different sections because it's you, you everything's going so fast, isn't it, mate? You got to pretty move on the fly with the track changing. So, yeah, did you sort of analyze and and how how was the sort of negotiating the weekends for you? Yeah, yeah, no, I definitely do. I went, like I watched it all back last night from our races, and I watched. Uh, yeah, I do watch pretty much all of it, and um, you know, I I just like to watch what the guys do. Um, someone like Hurlings or Prado and. You know, and then yeah, the Lawrence boys, and they. I just think everyone rides so differently, so it's it's cool to see how they navigate those things and how they change up lines and and set up passes and stuff. Because some of the GP tracks obviously are, are pretty hard to pass on, and it, it's cool to see how they they make it work. And yeah, like for for us on the weekend, it's I guess when when you're out front on on your own, it's easy to sort of mix things up or just get just get into your groove and stay in that same line. But that that race of rain, you just had to move, you know, and I um some some decisions were were good, I suppose, and then some lines weren't so good. So I guess it's just catching on to that fast enough where you don't lose too much, um, yeah. and and just thinking about moving around a little bit and not just following that one same line. So I, I I think that's what I try and do is try and just find those lines early and either stick to them or or move around when I notice they're not not getting or they're sorry they're moving and they're not they're not that good anymore, but. Uh, no, that's pretty much what I try and look for. Yeah, and obviously with with the uh, MXGP, obviously who who have been your obviously your standouts, Prado and Hurlings and and Fever have been pretty awesome, mate. Is there obviously Renault's been injured and Geyser's out, but um and obviously it's good to see Mitch Evans back. Um, just your sort of thoughts, overall thoughts on MXGP. It's pretty awesome racing this year, and just aside from the injuries, like in America, it's uh shaping up pretty well as a series, isn't it? Is there any guys that you're sort of your favourites to your favourites to watch? Oh yeah, definitely. It's, it's it's been cool this year, and that qualifying race has added has mixed the points up a little bit. So it's uh it's been good. Um, obviously, I, I really like watching Hurlings. Um, I just think the things that he does is pretty next level. So it's he he's cool to watch, and he's the way that he can charge through things, and and I guess just make his way to the front, and how you can see if he's not real comfortable in something, he can just switch it up and make it work. So I think that's saying that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, he's a bit of an animal, isn't he? And it's hard. It's obviously yeah. Ricardo's won five of them. He's like the qualifying races. It's like he's putting himself yeah. in a position to manage the weekends. And then, you know, a lot of the other guys are having to charge hard on the on the Sundays and they're still getting less points than him from the weekend. So it's pretty impressive, exactly. mate. And uh, what, what did you think of the the goggle strap and the foot peg break and how unlucky was that in the last round in France for Jeffrey? Yeah, that's, uh, that's wild. That's two things you don't see very often, eh? So I'm not entirely sure what happened there, but... Um... I can imagine you wouldn't be too stoked to that one. <laughs> no, nah, no, he's a he's a pretty fierce competitor, isn't he? And just a quick opinion on you know he's racing like all those Dutch, French, English championship rounds in between the MXGP, wanting to get the gate drops, wanting to get the intensity, kind of like what you guys do over here, just to get as many rounds in as possible. Do you think that's too risky, mate, or is it uh just what you what he feels he needs to do? So good on him. Yeah, no, good on him. I think like obviously he feels like he needs to do that. So it's, um, 
I, I don't think he struggles with it too much, obviously. He seems to uh, just go 1-1 one, one everywhere. And uh, <laughs> if that's what he needs to do to get back up to race pace, then that's what he wants to do. You know, I don't think it's too much of a risk, really. But it just seems like Steph filling in those weekends and just more racing, the better. It's like I like to do the same thing, just wherever we can go race. And uh, just uh, it just keeps you in that sort of sort of mindset, I feel. Yeah, absolutely, especially in Australia with the gaps being so big. And just talk us about your recovery and the, the week you're, you're going to have this week ahead of the race on the weekend you're doing. Um, you're taking it easy, mate, getting some bike time. Um, yeah, what's it look like? Yeah, no, it's uh, it'll be good. I've just, yeah, the last two days have been a little bit slow, but hopefully you can go grab a bike today and get that organised and then, yeah, do, do a few days of riding before the weekend. So, yeah, just a normal week, really, just training and um a uh, little bit of riding hopefully a bit later on but uh, other than that just yeah catching up with some family and friends that I haven't seen for quite a while and I guess yeah a little bit of downtime but yeah more so catching up with everybody and then head back to Melbourne on Monday so bit of a short and sweet trip yeah and uh, was it, when was the last time you were back mate back home was it around Christmas time or is it just uh, and how do you yeah. like living in Melbourne sort of an hour obviously I used to live in Melbourne how do you like the, the weather down there mate it's a bit iffy sometimes isn't it Oh yeah, it catches you off guard. You got pack pack a set of clothes for uh, every temperature it feels like. So, but it's 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 ideal for riding. It's um, we get enough rain down there that the tracks stay pretty good all year round, and we have uh, we, I guess it's to say we'd have a track to ride in every condition, which is which is really good. So I don't mind it. I uh, I actually quite like the cold. Um, when I was younger, we lived in England for a few years, so I I really don't mind the cold all too much. Um, but yeah, you definitely get the days where you're standing on a 45 degree angle and it's raining sideways. <laughs> yeah, mate, it's, uh, it gets pretty brutal. That's for sure. And, um, just looking yeah. ahead to the next round, uh, Toowoomba is, and the next, and then, and the rest of the season, are they all tracks you like, mate? Obviously Coolum you expect to do well at, but, um, yeah, thoughts on the next few? Yeah, no, I think that'll be good tracks. I think Toowoomba will turn out to be a good racetrack. Um, we went there a, a few months ago and did a, did a, uh, what was it a sunny state or something yeah. um and it was good to go and ride there because i haven't been there for a long time um and i think they well they had the junior racing there on saturday so it was very hard for them to get the water back in and get it nice and deep so it was it was on wasn't super ruddy and it was more so on just the hard pack side of things so i think the national will be really good it'll um it'll be deep and lots of ruts and i'm looking forward to that i hope yeah, i'd imagine it'll slow the track down a little bit but, uh, yeah, the last three are good, all in Queensland. Um, QMP last year was a cool track. It got really rough at Nally, but I think there was quite a bit of rain on Saturday. And obviously, Coolum being the last one, the track shutting down after this. So uh, that'll be a bit of a special one, I think. It'll be it'll be cool. Yeah, and Woody, obviously, I live pretty close to Coffs Harbour. Um, what's your thoughts on that one off the calendar? Of sort of another one that divided opinion, mate, but having a track like Toowoomba is probably a better option in the grand scheme of things, yeah? Yeah, I didn't actually come to Cups last year. It was when I was um, yeah just getting back on the bike after my feet, so I was uh, out riding. But yeah, I, I think Toowoomba is a cool track, and it hasn't been there for a while. But yeah, it's hard to say because I, I didn't come to Cups last year. But Cups is a cool place, so yeah, yeah, you know, you know it well, like we've said in the past, mate. And just um, yeah, what are your sort of aims? Obviously, the rest of the year to to keep getting better, more comfortable with the bike, and obviously to keep punching out those wins and you know, get as close to the top as possible. And who do you think wins the MX1 class? Have you got, have you got Ferris? Um, obviously, your teammate Beaton, Tanti. 
who do you think's in the strongest position? Yeah, I honestly don't know. Um, it's hard because everyone's just chopping and changing at the yeah. moment. So I can't, I can't really say. Um, but yeah, hopefully I can just, you know, win some races and claw back as much as I can. It's um, if I mean, if we have another weekend like we did uh, in Gilman, it's it's definitely possible to make up a lot of points. Like I, I made up, I don't know twenty something points mm. in that one day. So it's, it's um. Yeah, it's not out of the picture. It's a long shot, though. But yeah, my goal is just to take it race by race, and and I guess win win as much as I can, and see where we end up at the end of it. Well, it's a good attitude to have, mate. Like you see, what happened with um Tomac in Supercross. You know, it's one one bad situation happens for anyone, and you can take advantage of it, mate. So it's a it's a good attitude to have, and obviously during the the sort of good and the bad times, um, how important it is to have the good family and friends and and your partner's structure around you, mate, must be so beneficial. That's for sure. Oh, definitely, yeah. It's um, it was actually cool on the weekend. My mum and dad and um, and my uh, grandma came, so that was um, that was nice to see them and them to see me race. Um, so that actually worked out really well. And and my partner came too. So it's it's obviously important to have that to have that structure around you and I guess that that normality each day and um, just they know my routine and how everything works. I think that's important for me. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Just a couple more for you. Just what are one of the sort of things you do to sort of unwind from from motocross? Obviously, pretty sort of all in, brutal sport. Um, pretty mentally and physically challenging, that's for sure. Is there sort of some hobbies and stuff you do to keep it, keep your mind off it, golfing this kind of thing yet? Yeah? Uh, not heaps. I've actually recently just started to enjoy golf a little bit. <laughs> um, I didn't have the patience for that beforehand, but I've kind of got it got it now. So, yeah, I I don't do do heaps that's much different other than just get all my stuff organized from the weekend and get back into it uh, during the week. So yeah, there's, there's not a whole lot that I do that's away from racing. Um, you know, it's, it's what I enjoy doing the most. So just stick to it and get on with it during the week. Yeah. And obviously, yeah, just one more sort of hat. And just obviously it's a lot of pressure on you guys. Obviously, you know how much to everyone in there supporting you and it sort of obviously creates a fair bit of pressure on you guys. Um, do you feel that much on race weekends and and the nerves? Do you handle well? Do you have some sort of routines you go through and just um just talk us through the reason behind the number ninety six as well, mate? Been asking a few dudes um the reasons behind that. So yeah, just those two, mate, to close out. Yeah, I mean, it just I don't know nerves. I mean, they're always there. I don't particularly do anything anything to get rid of them, other than just try and I think if I can control the things that I can control, then that's good enough for me and let the rest unfold, you know, just focus on that sort of stuff. But uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty much it for me. Um, and just stick to my normal warm up routine and, and whatnot and do the same things each time. And <laughs> that's sort of it, but yeah, the, the, the number 96, I, I guess it was the year that I was born. I don't know. I just, it was just available at the time and I kind of liked it. So it, uh, I just went with that and it's one of those things that I just I just sort of picked it and never really looked back on it. Um I think it's a pretty cool number. <laughs> yeah, mate, it looks good on the bike, that's for sure. And um yeah, cheers again, mate. Just the last one, anyone you want to thank in particular or just, you know, shout out to anyone. Just Yeah, no, just obviously a big thanks to um my whole team this year. Um, my mechanic and, and everybody. It's uh it's been a, a tough year, so it's um it's nice to turn it around and yeah, they they put a lot of work in, and even the guys, uh, Marty from Cruise, and and everyone like that. It's it's been a massive year for everybody. So, 
hopefully we can uh yeah turn it around from here on out and finish this finish it off strong and um make all that hard work i guess pay off so yeah just a big thanks to all of them from the team and everybody in my corner yeah thanks mate yeah really appreciate you joining us and um yeah it's only up from here mate Bloody great ride on the weekend. And before we let you go, we'll just thank the sponsors in Fly Racing, Monster Energy, Fox, Parts Europe, Scott, Bell Helmets, Acherbys, ASV Performance, Kawasaki UK, KTM UK, and even Strokes for all the supporters. Without them, there's no us. So, yeah, thanks again, Kyle, mate, for joining us. And um, all the best for the rest of the week and the weekend and the rest of the season. Uh, look forward to speaking again soon. Yeah, no, thank you. Thank you very much for having me on. I really appreciate it. Cheers, mate.